Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Oh, hit it, shot! Oh, baby, what a play! This is Jeff the Doton with Believe in Chiefs on the Believe Network, Kansas City's number one sports podcast network, the only place with a show for every team in Casey and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? On this week's show, former Kansas City Chiefs offensive lineman Joe Valerio and I are joined by Daniel Jensen, host of Das Kingdom, a podcast that you guys are going to have to check out. It's a German podcast about the Chiefs. He's also the author of a Patrick Mahomes biography. Anyhow, Daniel, thanks so much for joining us to discuss this weekend's big Dolphins-Chiefs game in Frankfurt, Germany. Yeah, thanks for the invite. Happy to be here. Well, uh, Daniel, how excited are Germans for this weekend's game? It's unbelievable. I think uh, you see that in the in the kind of German kingdom that there's so many people really being excited. They don't even have a ticket for for the stadium. I mean, the the Frankfurt Stadium is like quite small. It's mm-hmm. a little more than forty thousand uh, tickets that were sold, and and so there are not that many Chiefs fans who could get a ticket. And there are so many more in the city. So Frankfurt will be total NFL football land uh, next weekend with, I believe half a million people being there and just uh, celebrating the sports. And there are so many Germans who are like, like you see them everywhere right now. Uh, so many Germans who are really looking forward to that. Wow. That's amazing. Daniel, do you feel like it's in the future for uh, a, like a division to be set up in Europe? Would you, is that something that that is talked about in, in Europe and Germany and some of the other countries that have done the host games for the NFL? Can you, can you feel that happening? Is it something that you would be excited about to have a division of the NFL plopped into into Europe? That's quite funny because the commissioner was was talking about it like one and a half years ago at the London Games or two years ago, and I was I think everybody in Germany was kind of excited but surprised in in the first place because we had our first regular season game last year and we were like, okay, this is like something unbelievable. This the atmosphere is not comparable to like an Arrowhead game. Mm-hmm. To be honest, it's not that. Kind of competitive and, and and supportive because there are so many fans just celebrating. But uh, I mean, if Tom Brady says there, that's like a special atmosphere never experienced like that before. You can understand how special that was, and I think uh, this year will be even better because uh, those two um, teams. It's unbelievable that, that the NFL is having two of the best teams in an international game, and uh, we will celebrate that a lot. And I think uh, coming back to your question, it's not something we can really understand and believe in right now it would be really really awesome but right now we are happy to have one or two games there and and really celebrate the game there you know i'm curious how you and and, and your friends or maybe your uh, fellow podcast host how do you guys watch chiefs games in germany <laughs> it depends a bit um uh-huh. in, in germany it starts normally the uh, the red zone starts at like at 7 p.m. Uh, in evening, uh-huh. Sunday evening, and this is like the great games where we can just like watch it uh, on on like normal times. But most of the time, uh, the Chiefs games are Sunday night or or Monday night games, and, yeah. and for that, it's like in the middle of the night. So mm-hmm. uh, you, you you kind of pre-sleep and uh, try to kind of be awake, <laughs> uh, and it's always it's always difficult. So coffee and 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 lots lots of coke afterwards to kind of uh, <laughs> survive the day. But uh, that's part of the game, yeah. Sign of a good, uh, good hardcore fan. And how do you like? There's a couple main like um, uh, service. Did you do you watch? I know Game Pass is still there. Uh, it's it's now NFL Plus. 
domestically, but I think it's still Game Pass international, internationally. And I believe is what, what channel do you kind of watch on? I think, um, and that's something something really great for international NFL viewers. That the Game Pass is a lot better here because we have all the games. You have the red zone. Mm -hmm. There are no kind of restricted part. We can watch everything, every individual game, and we can really wow. watch it in in the US commentary. So that's like the stuff I watch and I, I enjoy a lot. Being like an NFL fantasy player, of course, it's more red zone if the Chiefs are not playing. But um, there's RTL, and they are like really a free TV station, the biggest free TV station we have in Germany. They took it over from from ProSieben, which is another big TV station, not as as big as, as, as RTL. And they are showing it in free TV on their main channel, and that's something special because they are reaching a lot of people for like for the first time. So that's more like a broadcast where they really explain how it all works, uh, what interception is, uh, what kind of. Uh, uh, flexed are there and and uh, mm -hmm. what are the rules so it's a bit more like on the scratch for newcomers to get in but they are really trying to do a lot of magazines to get the people in germany to understand what football is about what are the stars what are the the interesting stories and and right now taylor swift is helping football in germany a lot <laughs> i'm sure it is well you know speaking of special connections uh daniel you have a special connection to the state of kansas so tell our listeners about that that's really interesting that, you know, tell us about, about why you're a Chiefs fan and, and, and your special connection to the geography of, of the state of Kansas. It's, it's quite, quite interesting because uh, in, in Germany, you like to do like high school exchange uh, with the U.S. Mm -hmm. and uh, being one year in a, in a high school there. And uh, it was like totally random. You, you choose the organization and they choose for you where you, where you stay there. And uh, for me, it was Wichita, Kansas in the end, small high school, end over high school, end over central high school. Um, in 2001 and i arrived there and that's like a bit of a sad story two days before 9 11 so it was like yeah. I, I i really experienced like difficult and 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 really yeah really really hard time for for the us but it was something where i really noticed the patriotism the people standing uh, by each other and, and that was interesting and for me it was was something really raw and and emotional over the year and uh and the chiefs were part of kind of arriving in 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 the U.S., because uh, watching those uh, those games every week, and uh, I mean in Wichita, it's all red and gold, so uh, you can kind kind of come by. It was the Jayhawks and and the Chiefs for me in the first couple of months? Wow! Well, did they know the student exchange? They're setting up a burgeoning Chiefs industry. A guy who'd become a a podcaster, <laughs> a biographer. It's it's quite funny because I was uh, in Wichita last year. I, I kind of uh, flew over to Dallas and we watched. Uh, the first game of the last season, Cowboys against Buccaneers to see Tom Brady. Mm -hmm. uh, then uh, we kind of did like a Mahomes road trip, uh, going to, to his high school, watching a high school game uh, oh, cool. at his place, then going to Lubbock for, for the Red Raiders That's game, and then going yeah. for the first uh, home game against the Chargers last year. And uh, we stopped by in Wichita, and uh, I went to my old high school, and there was like one or two teachers, and I gave them one of the, the biographies I, I wrote about Patrick Mahomes. They have no idea... And what's standing in there, but uh, it's it's quite funny to kind of show them the connection I had like it's like 20 years ago. That's wow. really cool. And Daniel, we you know who knows it's you know the world has gotten smaller and smaller. You and I may have bumped into each other in Frankfurt <laughs> when I had the absolute pleasure and honor of playing uh, at Wiesbaden Stadium uh, when I spent some time in the World League of American football with the Birmingham fire. We played against the Frankfurt galaxy in 1992. And, um, that was such a treat. Um, you know, I, 
I spent my first year with the Chiefs in 1991, and they asked me if I wanted to get a little bit more experience. I went to a small college, so I didn't really play against superior competition. So the Chiefs asked me if I would go spend the spring playing in the World League so that I could get more experience. And, uh, you know, up until that point, I had never been, you know, out of the country. Um, and up until I actually, you know, went to play for the Chiefs, I wasn't really I never really flew on an airplane. So that was a real treat for me to get to go to a, to a country and play a foreign country and play. And I couldn't, I can't say enough good things about the people of Frankfurt. It was such a party and the people were so kind and so nice. And that goes all the way back to 1992 uh, before the NFL really had a presence. So that was a real treat, but who knows, maybe somewhere along the line, we bumped into each other at a restaurant or a store yeah. in 1992. <laughs> I was just like eight years old at that time, but but always can be possible. And, and I mean, the Chiefs were in, in Berlin the year before. Uh, mm -hmm. It was like a special game right after the, the Berlin Wall was was uh, teared down. So it was quite interesting. And, and if you hear that story of, uh, I think they played the Rams and, and they mm -hmm. lost the, the preseason game. But, but Derek Thomas was there and, and it was like a special experience for, for the Germans. It's quite funny how American football was popular at that time already. And now yeah. like 20 years later, we are at a point where, uh, or 30 years later, uh, to be honest, uh, we are at a point where um, the, the, the sports is as popular as, as it ever was. And I think that's quite quite cool to see. There's there's like different generation of football fans in Germany. So you have some fans who watched you there and you watched the World League and the NFL Europe later on. And they are like, like coming back, seeing how their sports is getting popular again. And then you got like the young generation. They only know Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes and all of those players. So it's really interesting to see how kind of different players and different viewers are kind of uh, meeting there right now in, in, in Frankfurt then and enjoying yeah. the sports. So there's this like a little heritage uh, about American football in Germany as well already. Well, That's for our cool. listeners here in the States, tell us, tell us how, how someone goes about playing the game of football in Germany, mm -hmm. you know, where we know there, there are sports like soccer that are, you yeah. know, super prevalent. And, and I think basketball is pretty popular, but how, how does one go about, you know, in Germany playing football, American football? That's uh, that, that's that's quite a good story because um, uh, we have like 60 to 70 fo American football players, so th not that many. But the German sports system is a bit different. And in, in, in the US, you normally play in, in high school and you play maybe in college and maybe in, at the pro level. Uh, but the most people stop playing at the end of high school or at the end of college and never mm -hmm. kind of play a real real game of, of football again. In Germany, it's a bit different. You have clubs and you can play at each age level. So you're staying uh -huh. there and they are playing like like some some amateur games there and 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 still playing so there are many football players who play for starting with i don't know 15 uh, getting to know the sports maybe uh, even flag football in the beginning and then playing until they are 40 or 45 just on an amateur level so you have lots of players who, who are really into that and play every every weekend in summer and the other part is um for my uh, like like real job i'm working for sport 5 which is like a sports marketing agency And together with the NFL, we kind of established the NFL flag program. So what we are doing right now um, with them is uh, having, I think right now, more than 250 schools uh, where we are kind of integrating the NFL flag program and trying to get the, the kids to really understand the game. And that's that's so amazing to see German kids who are used to football, like the German football, soccer and, and other sports, but they never had like a, an American football in their hands. And if they kind of start 
throwing the ball, kind of getting to know that they have so much fun. And, and the interesting part is that the soccer boys who play soccer for, I don't know, 10 years at that point already, they are not better than any any girl who is trying to do it the first time because the ball is so different. The technique mm -hmm. is so different. It's it's amazing to see how the girls are kind of really beating the, the boys at that age level. Mm -hmm. And uh, they're like 10 or 11 or 12 years old, but there's so much fun. And all of them love American football and get into touch with that so that's something the nfl flag program where the nfl is really investing into german youth and and getting to grow them a bit more and i think the um la 2028 olympics will be will be like really really important point for internationally to understand how how flag football can can make a big impact here and that's a good good entry point i think wow really cool stuff well bet online is your top spot for all your nba action this season as that league just kicked off and with the MLB postseason, the NFL and college football, and the NHL in full swing, Bet Online is your number one source for wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. Get everything NBA at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access for every sport anytime. To get in on the action, don't forget to use promo code BELIEVE, B L E A V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. We're here with Daniel Jensen, who um, he's written a biography on Patrick Mahomes. He co-hosts Das Kingdom, a Chiefs podcast in Germany. It's D-A-S, and then spelled like Kingdom. And you also, you just mentioned your, your day get, day job as if you didn't have enough going on with a Sport 5 uh, marketing agency. They, they have partnered with the Chiefs. Um, I'm, I'm curious, Daniel, how popular are the Chiefs in Germany? Are they the kind of the big brand um, in Germany? Or are there other teams just as popular? I think uh, just by being successful and being the most successful team for the last uh, five years, uh, mm -hmm. the Chiefs uh, kind of increased their fan base uh, the most, but they are also quite active here to see how they, um, and starting with Laura Krug, the, the CMO, being here a couple of times already, uh, mm -hmm. um, we have uh, them really producing content. Rob Alberino, I think, is already right now in Germany. Um, he, he watched the game yesterday, I think, uh, in Frankfurt, and they are kind of really producing a lot of content around um, the games, but also around the Chiefs being here. They had some some watch parties. They, they did some activities last summer, and they are really trying to kind of win the fans and, and being being present here. And so right now, I believe, especially in the young audience, they are the most popular team here. Um, uh, but of course, it's it's because of Patrick Mahomes, about uh, Travis Kelsey, and and also all those players around there. So there's lots of connection. But I know that the TV stations love to put the Chiefs on because uh, they got the most uh, audience. They are the biggest mm -hmm. audience. Joe, last year, uh, you know, a lot of people thought the Chiefs were going to end up uh, being the first team to play the a regular season game in Germany last year. It ended up being Tampa Bay, who also has marketing rights in Germany. Um, and, you know, and I think they kind of knew it was going to be Brady's last run and they have mm -hmm. marketing rights. And that's why But the Chiefs are really confident. They even sent, I don't know if you saw this, Joe, they sent Grunny and I think maybe Dante Hall there for like a week. Uh, yeah. Tim Grunhard, Daniel, I'm sure knows, who, who, who good friends of Joe and I, he played next to Joe for a while. But yeah, he was he was there for, uh, for a week getting like B-roll and trying to kind of drum up uh, attention and stuff for the Chiefs. Yeah, I mean, I think Dante Hall is kind of the the Germany ambassador for for the Chiefs here right now. He's here quite a lot, and they did like a fan party 
on on a uh, on, on a or in a bar in, in in Frankfurt, and he was doing interviews and and signing jerseys and all of that. So Dante Hall really is kind of known here, and I mean his career is like kind of around. 15 to 20 years ago and many know him still as x-factor and a human joystick so i think those <laughs> like spectacular plays still work in that audience and he's he's just like like a unbelievable guy always always uh, having fun always enjoying the time and uh, uh Dante Hall, i think it's really really has his place in, in germany and uh, there are other teams like the patriots for example who also have marketing rights who have a sebastian former marcus kuhn mm. ex-players former players who are playing uh, played for the franchise and being German, so this kind of disadvantage, Dante Hall is kind of picking up and then trying to to dissolve there by just being there and being present. And I think having him a week here, uh, also visiting uh, U.S. air bases in Germany, that's all part of the Chiefs uh, Chiefs program here. And wow. Joe Joe got to hang out with Dante Hall uh, last weekend when he was inducted to the Chiefs Hall of Fame. Joe was there uh, too and kind of got to meet him and was telling me some. Cool and stuff. and he did talk about you know the Chiefs. Um, the partnerships that he's been involved with um, in Europe and and getting a chance to go, he did bring up you know his time in Germany and and being one of the ambassadors to to Europe for the Chiefs. So he's he speaks very fondly of that, and uh, you know he's he's very excited about uh, having the opportunity to be a part of that because he was such an electric player, right? You, like you said, Daniel, people still remember you know fifteen plus years ago, but they still remember the human joystick because he was he he brought an exciting element to football that was really different right because special teams can be a little boring <laughs> or at least or at least if you're a football fan you want it to be boring because if something happens in special teams it usually means it's bad for your team you know like a punt gets blocked or something so but to have that excitement is pretty cool and, and he was he's a really exciting player and you're probably looking forward to maybe Travis Kelsey will be the reverse maybe he'll be in the stands when uh, in July when Taylor Swift, makes her appearance in i know she's doing finishing up her her european tour in germany in the summer right in july okay, so i think she will be in, in munich so there will be a couple a couple of uh, orgasm kirchen which is like a city nobody knows outside of germany but she will be there because they have uh, a big big soccer stadium there but of okay. course i mean it's Dante hall who's who's amazing and we will have uh christian okoya the nigerian nightmare over here uh, this weekend and, and the Chiefs are doing like lots of stuff. They have like a championship, so they will have a, their own ship coming to the the mine and being there, and and that's special. And that's more than any other team is doing right now. And you you kind of you know and you see that the fans are acknowledging that that the Chiefs are really into it and they want to be here, they want to be present, and they want to build their um, the long time presence here in Germany. And that's something really appreciated. Well, guys, we'll take a brief pause here. And now we're back with uh, Daniel Jensen, um, co-host of DOS Kingdom podcast. I encourage you guys to check out one of the most popular Chiefs podcasts. It is a German podcast, which is really cool. Guys, how do you see this this game uh, shaping up this weekend? There's so much. I mean, it's the Tyreek Hill revenge game. We're in Frankfurt. There's so, I don't know where to start, Joe. Joe, you got to help me out here. Yeah, I mean, I you know, the Chiefs are coming off, obviously, a very tough loss uh, against the Broncos. Um, Patrick was definitely, you could tell he was sick. I mean, it was, you. I don't even think you needed to know the injury report. When you just saw his face, you could just tell he wasn't feeling well. Mm -hmm. um, he just wasn't himself. Um, you know, it was one of, Jeff, we talked about that Broncos game being a trap game because they've had, they have so much excitement coming up. They have to play the, um, they have to play the Dolphins in Germany. 
They've got a bye week, and then they've got the Eagles, Super right? Super Bowl rematch, yeah. Coming back Super Bowl rematch on Monday night. So, you know, I don't think they were looking past the Broncos, but, you know, it definitely – the ball didn't bounce their way. And I think they're going to bounce back. I, I've not lost one ounce of faith in this team. And I see Daniel, for those who, who, are, who are listening on the audio and can't see our video – uh, you know, Daniel's shaking his head. It looks like he hasn't lost faith either. I, I, I have not, <laughs> One loss does not make a season. And, you know, it, it. the Broncos were due. It's been, what, 15 years? Um, so, you know, or eight years. I'm sorry. It's been since 2016. 16, 16 games, yeah. Yeah. So 16 games. And and so, you know, that, um, you know, they were due. And I, But I think the Chiefs come back out strong, Every get, get everybody healthy, get over there nice and early. I, think, I believe they're heading out on – Thursday for the game, yeah. I believe I saw on social media. So they're going to have plenty of time to acclimate, which is good. It's interesting, so. Joe. Um, the, the actually, and um, curious if, if you have any thoughts on this during your the times you played internationally for the Chiefs. But yeah, the, so the Dolphins are coming up early, um, and they're going to kind of spend the whole week there. But then the Chiefs uh, are coming up um, Thursday. They're going to practice Friday. I'm actually on the same schedule. Um, I'm going to be flying out Thursday night and arriving Friday morning, but no one really cares how I'm going to be feeling. <laughs> what kind of energy I level? That's not very important. But uh, Joe, curious your your thoughts, and then Daniel, of course, your overall thoughts on the game after the. Chase. Yeah, and I'll yeah I'll put a cap on that and let Daniel uh, give his thoughts because he's 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 the most important guest today. Um, but you know, I think um, you know, I think traveling internationally is is tough, right? It's it's hard. You got big players, you know jamming into planes it's it's long they're long flights so uh but the way that i always did it and and jeff we've talked about this before you know coach schottenheimer was a business trip kind of a coach uh -huh. he he treated our our games like business trips so the not that it wouldn't be awesome to spend an entire week in germany because i love vacationing in germany um with my family i was telling daniel before we started recording some of the awesome cities that that i've been in germany and how much i love being there I would love that as a tourist, but as a player, you you know you, you still have to treat it like a business trip. So, as a player, I always preferred going in as late as possible um, to to the to the to the you know to the visiting place. Like when we went to Japan, we played a game in Japan. We played a game in in Monterey in Mexico. We played the Cowboys. Um, and back then, as Daniel had alluded to, they were always generally preseason games. They weren't mm -hmm. regular season games. Right. Um, so it was a little different. Yeah. But I kind of prefer getting in playing the game um, with as little time there as possible, just, mm -hmm. just so, you know, you didn't have all of the, those distractions as a player. And I mean, yeah, I, think, I, I think it's a big difference uh, if you're coming from Miami from the time zone wise. Yeah. It's not that it's big a part point. of a difference mm -hmm. to Germany. that It is like two, two more hours in, in, in the Midwest. So I think uh, really staying in the time zone is the goal for the Chiefs to like kind of, kind of not lose any, any any uh, energy they have there and and it's quite funny to hear that the dolphins will kind of do sightseeing on tuesday in, in, in frankfurt which feels a bit different they really want to stay here acclimate right to the to the time zone and and everything happening here i think the weather will be a little different in germany we have lots of rain uh kind of kind of around 40 degrees i would say uh so it's it's something um different than you have uh, in miami right now and uh, i think that's interesting to see what kind of way works we saw the the Jacksonville Jaguars this season. We had two games. They stayed there, and I mm -hmm. think that helped them a lot because they got lots of time. 
but being here on Tuesday and then playing on Sunday could kind of still have a jet lag problem for the Dolphins as well. So I think both both kind of can work, but uh, it'll be interesting to see how the Chiefs, uh, how fit and how 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 on the point they will be on Sunday. So when Daniel, we, tune, oh, I was going to say when we tune in, Daniel, do we expect to see a lot of red and not, and not a lot of that turquoise, aqua, Dolphins color? Is that is that is I'm I'm hoping you're going to say yes. I think there will be the dominant color of of, of really red and, and yellow. But uh, in the end, awesome. I think you will see lots of colorful uh, teams there. All 32 teams will have fans there because it's like an experience. And um, it was not that easy for, for Chiefs fans to get tickets in the first place because there were like, like I think, uh, almost uh, like 3 million people trying to get tickets. Wow. But And I think that's, that's something really relevant. Um, the league was really looking forward to... To get more tickets out there for the Chiefs fans during the time, because there were many many tickets on on some illegal platforms, they kind of collected again and put them back on the market. So uh, the Chiefs community in Germany was like really being on that page and trying to get some tickets. And there, I, I know a lot of Chiefs players getting tickets for the last couple of weeks, and they are like really looking forward because they thought they have no chance to get there. Now they will be there and they will be loud and. Uh, I think we have lots of Red Sea there in, in the stadium, although it won't be as loud as, as Arrowhead, of course. Yeah, it's amazing. It's definitely going to be, it sounds like it'll be a lot of Red. And just to Daniel's point, that the game sold out, oh, geez, I had it, it was there, uh, for the 48,000 C Stadium, sold out in 15 minutes when they went wow. for sale. And uh, as Dan, Daniel pointed out, more than 1.4 million waiting in the online queue. That gives you a sense of the interest for this game. Daniel, I want your take on this game. How do you see it kind of shaking out? Maybe give us a score prediction and uh, and also a player to watch. I think in, in the first place, um, learning from the last two games, the Chargers as well as the Broncos, we saw that uh, we kind of have an issue in the defense with the run game. We're not really able to stop it. So I'm really interested to see how the Dolphins will kind of react to that because normally we know their vertical passing game. But, uh, of course, uh, Devin H. who is now on the IR, but uh, Jeff Wilson is back and and, and they still got uh, Raheem Mustard. Yeah. And it will be really interesting to see how they kind of try to exploit that, which worked a lot for the Broncos because uh, every, every minute you can get off the clock without Mahomes and the offense being on the field is good for the opponents. So I think... Uh, that could be one of the one of the games that the Dolphins try to to play, and it's really important to see how the how the offense of the Chiefs will kind of work in the in the first quarter, in the first two quarters, to see at what kind of point in the game we are. If we kind of uh, have a deficit at at halftime, it will be really hard because I think they will just run the ball all over the place. And if we can be in the lead in the in the beginning, like at the Chargers game, we never were behind at that game. And then you can't really play that out. And I think that helps the offense and we can see like a, a really open game, maybe even a shootout uh, at that game. I can I can imagine that being like a 33 to 31 game. But also if uh, if in the first place the Dolphins are in the lead, it could be something like 19 to 15 or something where both teams are really trying to kind of uh, get the other one uh, being not on the field. And, and that's quite interesting and it really depends. And I hope the offense is kind of, getting their things together because uh, Mahomes, I'm I'm really not scared that he will kind of do his his thing and play his game. But for me, it's really interesting to see how the receivers react yeah. after that game because there's so many, so many like like really things where we were kind of shocked seeing that. 
fumbles and drop balls and, and all mm. of that. And I think, and, and Joe, you know that probably better than any of us after such a game, you want to do something to kind of uh, get out of that mood and that feeling and really focusing. And Mahomes doesn't kind of lose two games in a row that often. Yeah. So I believe he will be like really be there. And I hope he's he's fit and healthy and uh, can show that uh, to the German fans. Yeah, no, I hope so. I sure hope so, Daniel. I, I think you're right. And I think Jeff may have just found his new podcast partner as, <laughs> as, as well versed in Chiefs uh gameplay and 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 lore as daniel is my goodness daniel it's so refreshing and exciting to hear you talk so much about the chiefs and be so knowledgeable and um it, it's it's got to be so encouraging to your listeners uh in germany and and also the listeners that will be listening to this podcast here in in the u.s um how much uh the chiefs are appreciated uh in europe so really awesome and and refreshing to hear that fr from you and you've really got this team down and And you nailed it. I can't even add anything after that commentary. Yeah, maybe, maybe, Joe, I got a question for, for you because I, I think for me it's it's really hard from that far away to see what's the role of Matt Nagy in that offense because we had Eric Bianami and and Andy doing that for a couple of years and really being a team of kind of different guys. Eric Bianami being really accountable for for the players and and making them uh, do their job in the end. And right now we have Matt Nagy and the offense is not kind of clicking as mm -hmm. easy as it was in the last couple of years. Is Matt Nagy a factor for that? Because I, right now I have the feeling he's kind of in the second row and Andy is Andy Reid is taking over most most of the time, all the comments, all all the difficulties. And what, what we are really, and we had a podcast today, we're discussing what's the role of Matt Nagy and, and has he anything to do with the problems the offense has right now? That is a great, Daniel. That is a fantastic question because Jeff and I replaced about... me too, Joe. Do you yeah, know right? how replaces? I think <laughs> both we both have to be worried about our job status. Exactly. Um, yeah, because we've always wondered, right? With Eric Bieniemy's departure, I think it left a lot of fans wondering, you know, what was going to be the void. You know, is Andy Reid really the mastermind behind this offense? Right? He calls, I think, the vast majority of the plays. And how much of his fingerprint was on that offense. And, you know, it's starting to tell me when I watched, you know, I watched the Washington Commanders game um, against Philadelphia and I'm watching what they did against a really good defense. I'm starting to think to myself, and I know Ron Rivera, the coach of the Commanders, is not an offensive guy. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking to myself, hmm, maybe we weren't giving Eric Bieniemy enough credit under the shadow of Andy Reid. And then that leads me now back to your question, right? Comes full circle to say, I think Daniel's onto something here, right? That that maybe losing the the combination between the magic that Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy have created over the last several years, being together and watching, you know, Patrick Mahomes grow up and finding a spot for all of the players on the Chiefs' offense, like that that seems to have been the magic that Eric Bieniemy and Andy Reid have and that's where we're missing right now. We're missing that we're missing that secret sauce that the Chiefs have had in the past where they always seem to find the right play for the right player at the right time. And that's what they're kind of missing right now and I think you're absolutely right that could be Eric, the lack of or the missing piece of Eric Bieniemy. That that is the great question is whether it's The enemy leaving and Nagy having more to do with it, or or it was just 
you know, they've lost a lot of receivers. They have a really young receiving core from what they had a couple years ago. It's funny, Daniel, I, I live in Chicago and I have a lot of friends who are Bears fans and they did not like Matt Nagy when he was there. So whenever anything bad happens on offense, they, they use that excuse. I I tend to think that it's still Andy Reid, who's one of the great coaches all times. He's an offensive coach. It's his offense and he would have his hands in it. And if it was something because of Nagy's new role, I think he would fix it. So I that's, that's how I think it's just, I think a young um, unproven and, and maybe not the best receiving core that is leading to the struggles. Guys, before we, we end, speaking of receiving cores, I have two questions for you. What's the score going to be and what is Tyreek Hill's impact? You can either say a stat prediction or just or, or what is or, or just how he plays. Uh, Joe, we'll start with you and then we'll go to Daniel. Well, I, you know, I don't want to steal Daniel's thunder, but I, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't bring back the comment that he made about how the two different ways this game can go. I, I thought that was a really great yeah. comment because if, if the Chiefs jump out early, this could be a shootout. If the uh-huh. Dolphins jump out early, they could try to grind it out and slow yeah. the Chiefs down. So I really, to me, that was the one of the best things I've heard so far about how this, this, Miami Chiefs game is, is going to play out. Um, if I had to give one overarching just kind of thought and not maybe go down the, the two paths and just say how I think the game will turn out, um, I I also agree with Daniel that the Chiefs are going to be playing with a little bit of a chip on their shoulder. And, and they're not going to let what happened last week uh, not motivate them. It's going to be a big motivating factor. I think they're going to come out um, you know, Coach Bagnola is going to want to get after Tua. I think you're going to see a lot of pressure on Tua to keep Tyreek from getting down the field. And 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 like Daniel said, using that vertical press. Um, and, and also when you can get after Tua, it also keeps, you know, Tyreek from running across the field too, where, where he's actually more effective. Mm-hmm. Right? He's actually, yeah. he's more effective using his speed horizontally than he is vertically sometimes. Even as good as he is vertically, which is something you're right, Joe. Yeah. And, and so I, I think, you know, I just I feel like the Chiefs are going to have a lot to prove. And, and I think um, I, if I had to put a score on it, I think it's going to be like 28 to 21 um, for, for the, in favor of the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs will win this game and uh, they'll get back on track. Um, they'll, hold, they'll, hold, they'll hold the Dolphins down to, to three touchdowns, three big scores. And but they'll they'll put up some points and get into that you know twenty eight to to thirty one range that they're kind of used to living in. And Daniel, your your prediction and also your Tyreek prediction. First of all, I think it would be amazing that the Chiefs' defense will still like hold the teams under twenty two. That's that's the score you you mentioned. I think that would be awesome to see how they can kind of slow down an offense like that. And for me, um, to stop the the Dolphins, Lejarius Sneed will be will need to play, play a lot better than he played yeah. yesterday because yeah. I think he will be the guy covering Tyree Kill most of the time. Uh, and and uh, Trent McDuffie may be more into, into uh, Jalen Waddle in, in the end. But that will be really interesting how Snead can be able to kind of stop Tyree Kill without any any flex there. So uh, if he can do that, then I, I, I believe and, and I really hope that they will keep the, the Dolphins under 21 or under 22. So for me, it would be like something good if the defense can hold the Dolphins to 17 points and the offense needs to do at least 27. So 27 
17 would be would be my guess and and uh, a perfect game where we can kind of feel feel good see some points but uh see that this this defense is still like right now the star of the team uh, and and that's awesome to see um yeah and, and I, i'm i'm totally with you joe that uh the pass rush will will be the 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 factor and seeing spagnolo doing some some interesting blitzes there and kind of uh, having having really a problem and it will be really interesting to see how the run game works for the for the dolphins but the chiefs learned that that will be a key to to win that game and uh for me like kind of Tyreek Hill he probably will do his one or two touchdowns but uh shouldn't 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 something we would care about if our offense is playing i think that's uh the the major part of that if our offense is clicking if that's working we don't have to be scared of uh of of Tyreek Hill right now yeah, I think uh, Tyreek Hill right now is my pick for the MVP of the whole league. I think he's been that good. So I think he's going to get his 100 yards. I think he'll get his touchdown. I think he's going to be per- very motivated, just like the Chiefs will be, just like Mahomes will be. Um, but, I, but I think the Chiefs win in a really good game between two good teams, 31-27. Daniel, great point about Legereus Sneed. He's had an excellent year, but had one of the worst games of his career. Tons of penalties against the Broncos. I mean, everybody struggled um daniel before we go here tell our listeners where they can listen to your podcast and where they can buy uh your book now i think i think it's quite quite difficult to kind of uh hear our podcast if you're not uh speaking any german because it's like german only we have one <laughs> one episode with uh with matt uh from from the chiefs who is in english but uh the rest is in in german uh but uh does kingdom on on spotify and any other apple podcast any other platforms uh, but also just uh, on duskingdom.de, uh, you find all the links to all of our channels. We're doing WhatsApp for a couple of days now, which is like the best place to kind of follow up what's happening uh, all week in Germany. And I just wanted to add one one last thing, which is yeah. quite interesting because Please. I don't know if any of you know that, but the um, the underground in the stadium, the the turf was really, really bad in, in, in Munich and it was really slippery. Tom Brady tried to receive a pass and uh, kind of slipped uh, and didn't and didn't get it, and it's quite interesting to see how the how the turf will be uh, on the field in Frankfurt because they are having like a different one. They have like a mixed natural mm-hmm. and, uh, and 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 turf uh, artificial turf ground, uh, and I'm really interested to see how that works because still remembering the Super Bowl, I could that could be like a good point for the Chiefs if Tyreek Hill has problems running his routes and uh, kind of slipping there. But we are not used to that kind of sports, and I think. Uh, the grass and and we don't have any natural gas normally um in in those uh those stadiums will be really interesting to see how the nfl players kind of match on that turf and that's mm. something to look out for because that could be like a factor like in the in the super bowl in the end it's a yeah. great point and it's something people have been talking about during the press conference of the nfl people were definitely asking about that and in turf has been such a major issue this year between the injuries and also just whether it's injuries or it's just more hopefully, you know, slippage like you mentioned in the Super Bowl. Well, if you enjoyed this show presented by Bet Online, please subscribe. We're available on your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Luminary, and tune in. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week. Go Chiefs! Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.